0: chapter 5, verses 21 through 34. I'll read those to you, and then we'll break some things down. Okay, Mark, chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. When Jesus had crossed over again in the boat to the other side, and I'll share this with you so we'll know where we are, a large crowd gathered around him, and so he stayed by the seashore. One of the synagogue officials, named Jairus, came up and, on seeing him, fell at his feet and implored him, earnestly saying, my little daughter is at the point of death. Do you understand this guy? I understand him. Please come and lay your hands on her so that she will get well and live. Wonderful request. And Jesus went off with him, and a large crowd was following him and pressed in on him. A woman who had a hemorrhage For 12 years. Now, I don't even want to try to say anything about this, dear lady, and all of you ladies understand what the problem is. It's way beyond (laughs) on having a period. It's way beyond that. She had endured much at the hands of many physicians and had spent all that she had and was not helped at all, but rather had grown worse. After hearing about Jesus, she came up in the crowd behind him and touched his cloak. For she thought, if I just touch his garments, I will get well. Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that the power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my garments? (laughs) Want to be that lady now? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing in on you, and you say, who touched me? He looked around to see the woman who had done this. But the woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, he called her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. The second week I was here in January, I, I shared a message with you, and you may remember it, and the message was entitled, God Needs Our Help. Do you remember that? That was the, where Jesus was preaching to the hillside of people, and he was in the boat with his disciples. He had to get off, off the shore so he could preach to the people. How many remember that? And they left there that night, and other boats came with them, and they went through that big storm, and they were scared stiff. They're going to die. The water's coming into the boat. Jesus rebukes the wind, tells the waves to shut up, and they get to the other side. Because Jesus said before they left, let's go to the other side. Do you remember that? That was his request of his disciples. What did they meet when they got to the other side? Come on. What? the man possessed by demons. Jesus had to get to the other side because that man needed his help. Do you remember that? And He said, what's your name? And he said, my name is Legion. He was filled with demons, and Jesus finally let the demons go into the pigs. The pigs went into the water. They all drowned. The man was totally healed, went his way and began preaching the word. That was the other side. They have now come back. That's where we are now. They've come back to this side. And all that crowd is still waiting. And all that crowd needs him. And all that crowd is following him. And he's doing signs and wonders. And it's just a tremendous, tremendous parade, which is new to Israel. Israel has never followed a spiritual leader like this because no spiritual leader ever did the things that this man Jesus seems to be doing. I want you to see what's going on. I want you to see the picture. I need you to put yourself in this position, so that you're sure of what's going on. The plan was in verse 23, where Jairus comes and says to Jesus, because we're now in in the crowd, my my little girl's sick. She's dying. Will you come to my house and lay hands on her so she'll live? Jesus said, okay, let's go. So they do. He's always ready to meet your need. Someone say Amen. And so he follows him. They begin to walk. They begin to do their thing. That's the plan, to get to this little girl, lay hands on her. But there's a change in plan. Why is there a change in plan? You're right. But there is a present need, and he hasn't gotten to the house of the girl yet, and it's going to take a little while to get there. They don't have Ubers. No taxis. There was a present need, and that little lady was the present need, and nobody knew about it but her. I know Jesus knew about it, but that's beside the point. You need to see what's going on to understand what, this, what is happening in this little lady's life. The verse tells us she's, she's had this hemorrhage for 12 years. I can't understand that for the life of me, and I don't think anybody here can understand it. She has a horrible medical condition. That little girl's lying in her bed dying, and Daddy wants Jesus to move, and here's this lady right there in the crowd, and no one's paying that much attention to her because she's staying away from people because she has a problem. But she's there. The plan has changed. Twelve years tormented with this physical condition. I need you to come with me I need you to get inside her mental state. This is not a little girl with her first period. This is a woman who has been destroyed physically. And everything she's had, all the money is gone. She has nothing left. I want you to understand. What's going on inside? She's lost everything. How do you think she's feeling? How do you think she feels not only about herself, but about all the money she spent on these doctors who didn't do for them what the doctors did for you, Alan? They fixed you up like that. Thank God. We're praising God for the good word that came back from Alan's deal with the doctors. But that's not her deal. She's in trouble. I'm hoping this is getting through to some of you that God is dealing with. Her mental state is terrible. And she's banned from the community. She's unclean. I want you to go to Leviticus chapter 15, verse 25, so that you understand this, and then I'll come back and share this banning from the community. Leviticus 25. I'm sorry, uh, Leviticus Uh, Where am I? here? 1525. Now, if a woman has a discharge of her blood many days, not at the period of her menstrual impurity, or if she has a discharge beyond that period, all the days of her impure discharge, she shall continue as though in her menstrual impurity. She is unclean. This lady has been unclean for 12 years. Do you understand this? It is critical to understand what's going on. She is ostracized. She is banned. She cannot come in the grocery store with me. I don't want her touching what I'm going to be picking up. When I go into Albertsons, I go in for some avocados. I go in for some tomatoes because that's part of my supper deal and I love avocados and tomatoes. I don't want her touching those avocados. I don't want her touching. I'm touching them to feel who's what, what's ripe. Don't let that lady touch it. Don't you come in the store with me. You need to understand who and what she's dealing with. She's dealing with crazies like me who do not want her around on purpose. And she deals with this all the time because she's ceremonially, spiritually unclean, ostracized. She's not welcome. She doesn't belong in New Hope Church. Oh, you didn't know that, did you? She has some long here, Derek. I'm sorry. Her problem eliminates her from coming and sitting next to you and your wife. She can't come to lunch after church with us. I'm sorry. Don't you let her go near that food. I need you to see what's going on in her life because that's what's going on in your life and that's what God spoke to me about on Tuesday that people will be here this morning who need to understand that the garbage that's been going on in your life can be cleaned in an instant. But you have to admit what's going on in your life. She's banned. She's an outcast. Do you feel her pain? There's no hope for this lady. She's an emotional wreck. When she looks at them in the mirror, what does she see? I don't even want to go there. But you know what's going on in your life, so let me ask you when you look at the mirror, what do you see? What is going on that's there? It's, it's destroying you, and, and you realize it, and as of this moment, you haven't really been able to stop it. I am telling you, God said you would be here this morning because God and you are going to get together at the end of this service and it's going to stop. She's devastated. She's an emotional wreck. Spiritually, no. She's lost. Is this you? Are you here? Whatever it is that you have been going through, it doesn't make any difference. And and I'm not going to ask you to to confess, that's not what this is about. No one's going to put a microphone in your mouth and you've got to tell us what's going on. No, 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 no. Do you understand what God wants to do in your life that he did for her that no one knew would happen? And that no one thought it could happen. And you've been going around doing what you're doing and going through whatever you're going through, and you're saying, oh, this will never get better. It's, it's not going to, I'm a mess, and I'm going to stay a mess. No, you're not going to stay a mess, because Jesus is going to take the mess away. And I don't know what your mess is. I don't need to know. It's none of my business. It's nobody's business. Just yours and God. She's crazy. She's lost. Is this who you are? Is this, is this who I am? Okay. And what is the answer to my need? Well, let's talk about the lady. She sees Jesus. She's heard about Jesus. She's heard a lot about Jesus. That's why she's following in the crowd. No one said to her, Why don't you follow us in the crowd? Because no one wants to be near her. So she hasn't been invited. But she's heard about Jesus. She heard about what he's done. And she decides to take, figuratively, the bull by the horns. She is going to do something. In verse 27 and in verse 28, listen to her. Listen to her. This is not Jesus talking. This is not one of the disciples talking. It's not some preacher talking. This is her. If, if, after, for she thought, if I just, if I just touch his garments. If. Have you ever been in the if position? Where you know everything else has failed. It hasn't worked. You tried it. Someone said, try this. You tried it. It didn't work. She has come to that point. But she said, if. Oh, one chance left. If I can just touch his garment. I won't touch. That will make him unclean. Because she's unclean. He's a rabbi. We can't do that. <clears throat> but if I could just touch the hymn, the just touch that, I'll get well. How did she know that? Where was she coming from? How do you know that if you reach out, he's not reaching out to her. She's reaching out to him. How do you know? How dare you think that all you've got to do is Touch the hem of his garment and you'll be healed your situation will be clean you'll no longer go through the torment you've been going through I don't know who you are you do but that's where we are that's what this lady is going through she says if if I just touch I won't touch him he's not going to ask me to come and touch him he's not going to ask me would you like me to pray for you Because he knows that he can't get anywhere near me. But if I just touch the hand, I won't touch him. I won't defile him. But if I could just. mm. What does it take to touch Jesus? Can I just tell you what it takes? I mean, real, just simply, just fresh out. It takes guts. And what you're going through to get rid of it, it's going to take some guts on your part. Because you've lived with this, whatever it is, you've lived with it long enough. It's done damage to you long enough, whoever you are. It's been destroying you long enough. And it has to stop. If I can just touch him. You have the guts to touch him this morning? See, <clears throat> she believes in his love for the unclean. She believes that, or she wouldn't be there. She's heard all he's done. She's heard the miracles. She's, heard, she's seen people get saved. Seen, she saw the, the man get up... Uh, that, that was uh, 38 years lying by the side of the pool. She saw all that. She's heard all about that. And she knows that there is reality in this man. You need to know there is reality in Jesus Christ, your Lord. You need to know you're not functioning on your own. You're functioning under the power and the glory of the input of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. What's it take to touch him? And we need to know something here. We're all unclean. Before salvation, we were all unclean. We were all in the same boat. And Jesus comes along. I love John 3.16, for God so loved the world. That's you and me. Naughty as you were, Gary. I'm sorry, I would always pick on Gary naughty as we were he loved us he didn't say well i'm going to wait till gary just cleans up and then maybe i'll love him ah uh, no no jesus died for us paul said in romans in while yet we were sinners christ died for us so we were all in this boat of called unclean we all needed him because we were that sinful individual that we received all the way from Adam and Eve. Okay. But there are obstacles. Her obstacles are the crowd. Her obstacles are in her way. She doesn't know what to do. I mean, there's, there's, a, there's a, hand, a nice handful of people here. But think about a crowd. How are you going to get through without pushing and touching and, and, and saying, who and, and, and people getting back, don't touch me, because I'm sure she was recognized by some people. And in the film... The chosen, it shows that. It shows one man who knew who she was saying, get away from me, don't let anybody hear him. You have to be willing to push through. If, if, if. What are your obstacles for getting clean with God this morning? What's standing in your way from being the man and the woman God wants you to be? What's standing in the way of you being the power in your neighborhood, whoever, whatever? What's standing in the way? What's blocking you? Something in your life that you haven't gotten together with God and crushed it. That's the big if. She's there. She's looking. She knows she's unclean. I know I have my problems. You know you have your problems. You name them because I don't want to know what your problems are. It's none of my business. But you know what they are. Faith said to her, faith in her said, if I just reach out and touch him, if. If's a little word with a huge, huge emotional background to it. Huh. I have never spoken to you about this, Derek. And your lovely wife, but is it possible that you said, "If I ask her to marry me, do you think she will?" Gary, how many times did you ask her to marry you before she said yes? She asked you. See there? See? Okay. There's my if It's gone. But that if is there, and we have to deal with the if. Maybe he doesn't like me. Maybe she doesn't like. Me. Maybe i Maybe I'm just going crazy. I thought she's just going to love me if if and this woman is dealing with that if but she dealt with it long enough and she pushed her way through if i just touch him if i just touch him i'll get well verse 29 <clears throat> immediately I, I you know god just doesn't lag behind Derek, he doesn't do that, man. He's right there. He's right there, like this. Immediately, the flow of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her affliction. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm sure every lady in this room would have been jumping up and down for joy. Am I right, ladies? This is no good. This is a terrible situation for anybody to go through. But immediately, she said, It worked! And I'm saying to you, immediately, that you decide you're willing to push through everything, brother, and grab a hold of the bottom of that garment of his. God's going to honor your faith in him, and God's going to destroy what's been destroying you. That's what this lady needs. That's what we need. That's the purpose of this message, to understand we have a right to push the crowd away and get on through to Jesus and touch the hem of his garment, and miracles will take place in our life. If the results, she knew. Oh, ladies, you know that. She knew. I don't have an understanding. Obviously, I'm a man, and you ladies will help me to, you'll know that I'm being honest with you, but I know this moment must have been jumping up and down for joy, at least inside for a moment, she knew that there was a change. If I just reach out, if I just reach out, if I just reach out. And suddenly, in verse 30, <laughs> oh, here comes Jesus. Don't you just love him? He just won't let me alone when I want him to leave me alone. Because she didn't want any notice, notification. Immediately, Jesus said, okay, stop the parade. See, that's what's going to happen when you push through the crowd. The parade has to stop. They have to stop and they have to stand back and they have to watch the power of God hit your life. I don't know what you need. I don't know what's going on. You do. But let me tell you, when you stop the parade and you get the healing from Jesus that you need, everybody's going to know that you've been healed, and now you begin to do the work that God always ordained for you to do. She stopped the parade. Immediately, Jesus, perceiving in himself that power proceeding from him had gone forth, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? She did not want to hear that. Just let me go home. Let me slip back out of the crowd so nobody sees me. I'll take a shower, clean up, and no one will know anything's wrong. Didn't work that way. Who touched me? Who touched my garments? Jesus knew that someone had touched him. Listen to me. Listen to me. Jesus knows not only do you need to touch him, But Jesus knows down deep in your heart you want to touch him because you're tired of going through what you've been going through. Amen? Isn't it time you pushed through the crowd? Isn't it time you took that step of faith and grabbed a hold of the hem of his garment? Who touched me? She can't run away now. She can't go hide. I touched him. You touched him. She touched him. And then she had to explain in verse 33. She's there. He wants to know what's going on. The woman, fearing and trembling, aware of what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. It's called confession. Confession. She didn't confess to the crowd, she confessed to him. You don't confess your sins to the crowd. You don't go open up the pages of your nasty book and say, let me tell you what I did when I was 13. Let me tell you oh, when I was 27. No, 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 no. She got before Jesus. When you give your life to Christ, you confess to Jesus. You don't confess to me. Because he died for you, I didn't. And whatever's going on in your life that's destroying you and keeping you from serving God, you don't confess that to me. You confess that to the Lord and you say, God, here I am. I need to touch the garment. She told him the whole truth. He already knew the truth, but she had to get it out. She explained to him what had been going on in her life. I know that God already knows what's going on in your life. I know that and i know you need help from god or god would not have given me this message i take things seriously when god begins to deal with me she explained she confessed and then jesus did something verse 34 he grabbed a microphone derek and he stuck the microphone in her mouth okay confess to the whole public come on let everybody know how bad you are no he didn't do that i'm sorry That's not my Jesus. I don't know what Jesus you're serving, but that's not mine. Because what you've done in life is nobody's business but yours and God. She confessed to him. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. In the movie, he's talking to her on screen, and he said to her in the movie, he said, honey, called her honey. <laughs> I had called her honey. It's the Italian in me. He said, my garment didn't heal you, in the movie. He said, your faith, touching my garment did not heal you. And he, in the movie, says, I didn't heal you. And I'm going, whoa, whoa. And I went back to the scripture. Daughter, your faith has made you well. Her faith in who Jesus was, her faith in what Jesus could do, her faith in the fact that she knew he was the Son of God, her faith in what the Bible says about God made her whole. That's what I'm telling you this morning, New Hope. That's what we need this morning. We need faith in who God truly, truly is. He blessed her. She received the forgiveness without rebuke. I'm not here to rebuke anybody. That's not my job. My job is to share the word with you. So he says to her, go in peace. Be renewed. Be changed. He's talking. I'm, I'm, I'm filling in words. Start over. Get involved. Get into new hope. Be part of what's going on. Be part of the food. Be part of the fellowship. Be part of the loving and hugging. Share what's now happened to you with your neighbors. So they'll come in and start sharing around with the food and the hugs and all that. He's saying to her, get back into society because you're a brand new person. You're no longer an outcast. Now you matter. So get busy. Is what he's saying to her. I I have to close. I have to quit. Public exposure brought public purification. I've never had to tell a priest or a pastor or anyone else how naughty I was. I've never had to tell them. That had been the wrong public exposure. No one's asking for that around here. Not with me, pastoring. Your exposure is with God privately. He knows exactly who you are. He knows exactly what you need this morning. He knows exactly why you're here. He knows exactly how to touch you. And I'm going to pray for you after this service. You're going to let me pray with you. God is touchable. Jesus liked what she did. I like what she did. I like what God did. He restored her. And that's what God is here to do this morning. He's here to heal you of whatever. He's here to reestablish you in your circle of society so that you can become examples to other people as to how great God really is. Is that what you want? Or do you want to just sit back and do your normal thing again? Where are you in God? Where do you want to be in God? Next year at this time, where do you want to be in God? Next year at this time, where does New Hope want to be in God? I need to touch him. I need to just push through the crowd, Derek. I've got to push through the crowd. And those people who stand in my way, I just kind of nudge them. I have to be careful if I nudge Dan because he's bigger than me. But I'll nudge him out of the way so I can get to Jesus. And Jesus will let me touch him, Dan. And I'll be healed. That's what God wants for you. That's what this message is about. That's what God is interested in. Are you desperate enough to stop the parade and touch Jesus? and be delivered and healed there's a song that we used to sing years ago I'm sure some of you know it reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by you'll find he's not too busy to hear your hearts cry he's passing by this moment your needs to supply reach out and touch the Lord as he goes by I want you to sing that and I want you to sing it to the Lord and let it flow from your heart, from your spirit. God, I'm touching you. He's not touching you. You're touching him. Jesus did not touch her. This was her initiative. And this is your initiative this morning to reach out and touch him. Dave, let's sing it. Reach out and touch the Lord. Reach out and touch, touch the Lord. Sing it. As, As he passes by, passes by you'll find, find not he's not too busy to hear, to hear Right? He's passing by. by this moment, your need will supply. This is you. I'm not here to embarrass you. You're going to be better than that. But I need you to, to, to stand up and be who you are. If this is you, and something has to change in your life, I don't care what it is, I'm encouraging you to get up out of your seat and come and let me pray with you right now. Don't sit there. This message was for somebody. I'd rather look like a fool and be wrong I'm not wrong, thank you. Then not do what God tells me, and you miss out. Thank you. Someone else. You need to touch God. There's something that's been going on in your life, and it's just between you and God. We're going to pray together. Nobody's going to give a microphone and say, not tell us what's wrong with you. No, I'm sorry. That's not what we do here. Someone else. God told me there would be people here that needed it. This message specifically, for what you're going through. And I have no idea what that is, but you do and God does. Don't care how young you are. Don't care how old you are. I care that you heard the message and that God will touch you as we pray together. Are you believing with me? Someone else before I pray with these two ladies. We're all going to pray together. We're all going to raise our hands to them and lift our hands toward them. Anyone else before I begin to pray? Anyone else? Anyone else want to come up here and stand with us? Let me have your your hand. Dear lady, let me have your hand. Father, we're obeying you. We're stopping the parade in these these people's lives, this lady and this gentleman. We're stopping the parade where everybody thinks things are so great. And we're coming to you because things are not so great in our lives. And you know exactly what that is, and we know what that is. But you brought these people here today for this message. So that you could get honor and you could get glory. Whatever has transpired in their lives, I rebuke it in the name of Jesus Christ, my Lord, my Savior. We now stand brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. The blood of Jesus cleanses from all sin. We are clean in your sight. And we're asking, like the little lady is asking. I know I'm healed. Now strengthen me to live the life I'm supposed to live so that my life honors and glorifies you. Strengthen me, I pray, in Jesus' holy name. And everybody in this room said amen. I want you to stand with me all, all around. Stand with me all over this place. Stand with me. We're going to go to eat in just a moment. But I need you to understand we have two beautiful people here who stopped the parade. And maybe some of you were a little bit afraid to come forward. I understand that. But you need to know you don't have to be afraid again. If you were afraid to come forward, bless you, I understand. I'm not angry. But when you go home today, in your bedroom, wherever you get comfortable with God, just say, God, I stopped the parade. Even though Pastor didn't pray with me personally, I stopped the parade when he was praying. That's what God's looking for. God's not looking for a big list of stuff. He's looking for obedience in your heart, in your life. Amen? Amen. Do you love him tomorrow, this morning? Are you willing to serve him? Are you willing to put everything in the past? All the unclean junk? are Are you ready to say, it's over, it's over, it's over. I'm ready to go forward. Father, I pray right now for this entire congregation. Wonderful, wonderful people, loving people. And I love them, Lord, and I know they love me, and they respect me. I know that, Lord. This is why I'm here, because you brought us back together again. And I'm praying, Lord, from this moment on, from this moment forward, this church will not be afraid to stop the parade. That wherever we go as members of this church, the presence of God will go with us. We walk into the store and people will look at us and say, there's something different about these people. What is it? And they'll come and ask you. And you'll be able to say, Jesus lives in my heart. What do you mean Jesus lives in my heart? He lives in my heart. He's forgiven me of my sin. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. And pretty soon, they're going to follow you into the church. Because they need the same Jesus that's touching you today. Father, I ask your blessing on this beautiful congregation. How wonderful you've been to us. How blessed we are. We need you. And we accept you as Lord and Savior. Now, Father, we thank you for the good people that have made this beautiful meal for us to fellowship with. We ask your blessing not only on them, they deserve to be blessed, but even beyond. Let the joy of the Lord fill their lives for their willingness to give and do this for us. So we bless them in the name of Jesus. We bless the food in the name of Jesus. But most of all, Father, we bless you for loving us so much that you gave your only Son, and that if we follow you, Jesus, we'll follow you for eternity. We thank you for this. We ask it together, and everybody said, please say hello to someone. Please give someone a hug. If you know someone that needs a hug, please, please do that. God bless you. We love the fact that you're here this morning. And please stay and enjoy the food with us.